Hey, redheads and everyone else listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrian, and we have such an interesting podcast. I don't think we've ever mm-hmm. talked about it. We're talking about matchmaking, dating, all of the above for redheads. And our guest today is Dahlia Karnofsky. And she is a natural redhead. She is a matchmaker, dating coach who has worked previously for years with men and women on their journeys to love. And she's received a master's degree from NYU. And her extensive education has assisted her with a variety of personality types. So we thought that we would have her on because she's a natural redhead, matchmaker, dating coach to you know, we just want, we have so many questions, stuff. Like, what is it like now? Stephanie and I haven't been on the dating scene in over a decade. Like, what's it like for redheads dating? Um, yeah, what advice exactly. does she have? <laughs> like, there's so many interesting questions that we have. And especially now, everyone's on a dating app. Everyone. And that's the thing. Adrian and I have never been on a dating app because we met our husband's Adrian got married. She's going to be celebrating 11 years um, of marriage this summer. And then I'm going to be celebrating seven years. So I think it was like soon after my husband's name is Brian. Soon after we got engaged, I think, and got married, that's when my friends in the city, New York City, I'm referring to it as the city. um, That's when they started to go on dating apps. So I always find their stories. A couple of my girlfriends who are on them, very interesting nowadays. And we received a tweet from a redheaded follower last week asking us, I think the tweet went something along the line of how to be a redhead. Like she tagged us saying, can you please do an episode on dating a redhead or some mm-hmm. something along that line? So then I sent it to Adrian. I said, oh my gosh, I can't believe that we've never done an episode on this because especially with any dating articles on our site, they've done extremely well and people just like to share their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian and I don't have any stories on like dating someone who maybe had a, like a fetish for a redhead. I don't know. Like, I think, I think, I think people do. I think that there is like a thing about, I remember one yeah, time I, do. I was out, I was out with someone who was Asian, like a friend. And she said, oh, we're both like fetishes. And I remember thinking, am I? Like, I just never thought of myself like that, you know? And then I realized, I think once we started How to Be a Redhead and people were sharing their stories, I was like, oh, Mm. man, like, people have really gone through some really unique experiences. And I think, too, if you're listening and you want to, you are dating you want to date or you even want to relive your past dating experiences, you know, I think this is going to be a really cool episode. So we have to definitely call her up. Yes. Now available eyebrow and lash products for redheads created by us, Adrian and Stephanie. Clean, paraben-free, vegan, made in the USA. Discover eyebrow gels and a precision pencil in universal red for all redheads. Mascaras in auburn and brown with a tint of red and so much more. Shop it all at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Hi, Dahlia. It's Stephanie and Adrian Vendetti from How to Be a Redhead. Hello. How are you? We're doing fantastic. Thank you so much for being on this special episode. We've never talked about matchmaking or dating. So we usually open up our conversations with 
something like what was your experiencing experience like growing up as a redhead? But we wanted to take it a step further and ask you, what was it like growing up as a redhead and how was it dating as a redhead in the beginning? Great cue. Um, I was like the only redhead as far as the eye could see where I grew mm. up. And so that was hard. Um, you know, I got the typical like evil, um, am I allowed to say fire crotch? Yeah. That yeah. was a big mm-hmm. one. I hate yeah. that. I hate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, know. I got a lot of that. Um, but then there were people like weirdly, like my dentist was like, you're going to be a heartbreaker. Just wait. So I think there was always part of me. That was when I was like 12. Was that your dentist. Um, Um, I think there was part of me that knew like, let's get out of this place and then we're going to be fine. Um, but it definitely was really hard surrounded by like blonde Abercrombie people. Um, I just dated myself Abercrombie. No, 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 Um, no, 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 same, same. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Um, Lincolnshire, Illinois. It's as white as it sounds. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty bad. Um, also I'm Jewish. So like that was a whole other thing because there were no Jewish people. So I was like Jewish and a redhead. Wow. So it's just like a lot. So definitely, but I think it also made me like really tenacious with dating. Like I would not take no for an answer. And I was just like, doesn't matter. You're going to think I'm beautiful. Like you're wrong. I'm right. Love it. Um, for a while I had like a Beatles haircut. That didn't help my situation. I like always wanted to get haircuts because I thought that would fix what the problem was and it wouldn't. And then my mom would have to like fix the haircut. It was a whole, you know, we've all been there. But anyways, um, I did okay in like junior high. I think it really helped me when I went to like theater camp where everyone's just trying to make out even when you're like 11. Um, so I kind of like got in there. And then once I went to high school, it was a much bigger high school. There still weren't a lot of redheads, but I, I like could always seek out the people that were like, oh, redheads are kind of good. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I think it just builds your confidence. I think you like learn early on, like you have to have a personality, you have to be kind of funny and sassy. And then like, you have to have supreme confidence in yourself and how hot you are. And so- I've always kind of come from that place and I've never wished it away because I think I always knew eventually it was going to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it is all about the confidence and Adrian and I talk about that all the time. So personally, are you are you dating? Are you with someone? Oh, I'm married. Oh, you're married. Okay. Okay. Fully and, married. Yeah. Okay. Adrian. <laughs> yes. Adrian and I too. So um Great. Yeah. yeah. So look, we all did it. We all yeah, got yeah, there. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, yeah. married. <laughs> yeah. Um, a- Adrian's husband is a redhead. My husband's not. But is your husband or who you're married to? Uh, my husband is not a redhead. Okay. But I have dated many, many redheads. There's a lot of redheads oh. who are like, I don't date redheads because I feel like it's like my sibling. And I'm like, I never felt that way. Maybe I'm full of myself, but I always found redheads very attractive. I've had like four, I think, redheaded boyfriends. I lost my virginity wow. to a redhead. Um, wow. Yeah, oh my so gosh. I'm a little shocked wow. I'm not that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Adrian and I have never dated a redhead. So it's really great to get. Um, insight uh, into into it. I think, you know what too, and I've never thought of this before, but I think part of what, at least for me, made being redhead kind of hard growing up was the whole, like, we don't tan thing. Like we're really sensitive to the sun. And so we can't be like, oh, I'm going to the beach. Like, oh, I'm going tanning with my friends. And 
not that we went to the beach in Illinois, but like being tan was like a whole thing, like going to tanning beds. And I think, so my husband is not a redhead, but he is pale. Like he doesn't do well in the sun. So I think that was good because I don't think I could be with someone who was like, I'm a sun worshiper. Cause like, we just wouldn't understand each other. (laughs) Me and my husband equally hate the sun and we fear it and we avoid it. And I think that makes it work, even though he's not around. My, my husband is, loves the sun. <laughs> Ugh, how do you do it? Stephanie, how you, do you, you do should it? see what she does. She sets up like uh, not only like uh, umbrella yeah. stuff. What is that? A tent? You set up a tent, <laughs> and like my son and I in the tent, and then Brian's out of the tent. Oh my just, god! Just drinking his beer, basking in the sun. But he no. gets a he's he's like one eighth. He there's Cherokee on his dad's side, oh, wow. so I think that's where he yeah. gets. But he does tan really well. But I'm always envious, you know. After we get of back course. from a trip, and everyone can tell, like, oh, you definitely went somewhere that was exotic, and then I'm over there, like, yeah. I think I got paler. <laughs> I'm still white. I hope I'm still white, or else I'm red. Like, and my son, I'm hoping my son gets the like little bit of tan in my husband's side because he has mm. some. His siblings are tan. Um, I'm hoping cause I'm just like, I don't want this life for you. Like this is hard, especially <laughs> we're in Los Angeles. Like this is not a place to be afraid of the sun, but. So how did I you know, it. how did you know your husband was the one when you were dating? How did I know he was the one? I think that I never knew he wasn't the one, if that makes yeah, sense. Like it just romantic. kept. Yeah, that's nice. You know, I, I kept that. like saying yes because I kept liking him. And then I just kept being like, I mean, I don't know where this is going, but like. So far, so good. I'll just wait until I don't like him anymore, which usually happened. And then it never happened. I just kept liking him more. And then I just think it was never a question. It was just kind of like there. It was just kind of assumed. Yeah. How long have you guys been together? Five years. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And now going into like dating, matchmaking, everything, do you think redheads, both men and women, are in a unique situation when it comes to dating? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you have any like personal, uh, not personal, but like, um, not yourself, but on a professional standpoint, um, like, are there men who like come to you maybe say, I only want to date a redhead or I don't want to date a redhead Mm -hmm. or vice versa? It is very polarizing. Um, many men will be like, well, not many, I shouldn't say many. Some men will be like, I love redheads. Some men will be like, I don't date redheads. Generally, redheaded people will say, I don't want to date another redhead. They feel that way. Um, Yeah, I think that that happens. I will say, I think that redheaded men have it the hardest. I think, not the hardest of all people, but between redheaded men and redheaded women, I think the redheaded woman is kind of like an exotic, beautiful, Mm. like we're thought of as this like spicy, sassy thing. Whereas redheaded men, it's a much harder sell for whatever reason. Like when I was pregnant, my husband was like, I hope he's not redheaded. And I was like, are you kidding? I hope he is. Like, I love redhead. So he's like, it's just going to be so much harder for him for so long. And he's not wrong. Like it's, it again, you have to have that confidence. You have to be okay with it. It's a hard thing as a little kid. And I do think the men fare a little bit worse than the women. It just like, feels like more of a specific thing for people to date for some reason. Prince Mm. Harry has really Mm. helped the redhead men though, hasn't he? I agree. I do think, I mean, I don't think like, I think once they're grown up, it's a lot easier, but I think when they're younger, it's kind of this harder. Yeah. I think it's so hard. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so hard. And you know what? And I think we were where we have a question to ask you about this, but um, maybe we can get into it right now. But when it comes to like beauty tips, you know, when someone's dating, I don't know, do people ask you who are redheads? Like, okay, maybe if they are red, right? If they're a redhead client of yours and they're like, oh, um, like what beauty tips should I, should I do for this Mm. date? Like, I think what I I was trying to get at is that a lot of women who are redheads have the option of enhancing their beauty with like black mascara, right? Or like eyebrow Mm -hmm. products or makeup you can tan your skin but like redhead guys can't do any of that they are just this like is this is this, these are. are my fair eyelashes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and this yeah, is it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it doesn't come up a whole lot I mean I would say redheaded men I mean they could get their eyelashes dyed I tried that once it doesn't last very long but it's no it possible. doesn't yeah um, that is true you know it, you could do that but I think like much more important than that is just like their confidence like that's true of all men is like the confidence because they don't have that option to get everything enhanced although things are always changing um I think for everyone it's it's about it's about confidence and finding what makes you feel good you know yeah yeah it's so true it is and I know we touched upon well we were talking Adrian and I were talking about this earlier that um you know, way back in the day, 2011. I mean, I say that was way back, back in, the day, in the day. But I know. <laughs> 12 years but ago. Patty, yeah, but millionaire matchmaker Patty Stinger did a thing. I don't know if it was like an article or an interview that she did where she said like wealthy men hate redheads. Yeah, um, she's full of she, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and that was in 2011. So. Yeah, that was 2011, Patty. Try it now. I know. So ha- do you think dating norms have changed in the last 10 years? Are you seeing any? I think uh, I think it's helped with redheaded women maybe. And like Adrian just said, like Prince Harry with guys. Um, and there's so many beautiful redheaded actresses, for example. So I think it's – and it's becoming such a popular color to dye. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I actually think – her interpretation of that is like dyed redheads. And I think that's Mm. more of a response to an unnatural look Mm. or when people go for that really like cherry red and no judgment, like you should do what makes you feel good. Right. But I think it's more of a response to that. I don't, first of all, I think she's wrong. I've never ever had an issue dating myself. And like the redheads I know have not either. If anything, men are like, Ooh, redhead. I've never dated one of those before. Like it's like an exotic thing. Yeah. Um, I, I just think like her, her information is based off of there's way less redheads in the world. So of course, like most people are not dating redheads because there aren't that many redheads, but most redheaded women do extremely well with dating because they stand out. It's exotic. They have to be more confident. Like there's something different. It's intriguing, whatever. I think it's harder when someone makes a decision, like I'm going to dye my hair in a natural color that is projecting a certain message to people and might be not as attractive to some people, but that's the same for anyone who dyes their hair in unnatural color. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I agree with that. And then with profile pictures, we saw on your website that you, do you help clients if they were online dating, you help mm-hmm. them with their profiles, right? Mm-hmm. 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 That's, that's cool. Adrian and I didn't know that even existed oh, yeah. and, and was business. a thing. So it's really great that people have guidance because it probably is overwhelming when you sign up for a dating app and then you're like, oh my God, what do I say about myself and what photos? But um, since red hair is loud and proud and, and, you know, and 
how can a redhead best communicate who they are and what they're looking for in their profile picture? Do you have any tips for someone listening that maybe downloaded a dating app but doesn't know kind of what to do? I mean, my main tips for profile pictures are you need to have a few full body. You need to have a few up close. You can have like one with friends, um, no sunglasses under any circumstances, um, limit the like, I'm with a, I'm holding a drink, like one of those, like one of most things is okay. Sunglasses really seem like you're hiding something. Okay. Um, and also we like can't connect if we can't see your eyes. I'd say, you know, smiling, like maybe one selfie, but not a lot of selfies. I think good lighting, like looking pretty natural, really looking like yourself is the most important thing. Um, When I had a dating profile, what did I do? I mean, I just was like me. I had a lot of, my hair was very obvious. I wasn't trying to hide anything. Um, I had a few full body, a few close up. It's just about conveying like what they're actually going to see when they meet you. Yeah. And was your hair down in a lot of pictures? Because I think about like, if I was on a dating app, I would want my hair, I mean, it's it's back right now, but mm-hmm. I would yeah. want it down and to show everyone not, maybe like one, if it was like in an updo or special event photo or something, but was your, a lot of your photos yeah. with your hair down? Yeah. I mean, down? I usually wear my hair down because it's yeah. very long and very heavy. And mm-hmm. so you're not going to find me with it up a lot unless my child is around because he'll pull on it. But um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think it was mostly down because also like most good pictures of me, probably my hair is down. Okay. And, and and do you suggest too? I know this is funny, but it needs to look like them. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like, I think some people just put up a picture of what, like a good angle, but then when they meet the person. No, you need to have like a variety. I, a lot of people do like a professional thing too. Like I had headshots because I was an actor one headshot, one professional photo. The rest need to be natural because honestly, anyone can look a certain way with lighting, Photoshop, makeup artist, hair person, all that. We want to see what you're going to look like when you show up at the place. You're not doing yourself any favors, even if you get more matches because you put amazing photos up, not doing yourself any favors if you're going to show up and look different. And you also don't want a photo from maybe 10, 15 years ago. Totally. Totally. It has to be current. It's a current photo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You don't want to like see someone and then you're like, oh my God, you aged like you're not 30, you're 45. (laughs) Which I get that complaint a lot too. I think honesty and transparency is the most important thing. It might feel like you're getting less matches in the short game, but in the long game, you're serving yourself better. So I had a question. Um, it wasn't a question that we sent you, but okay. with matchmaking, so if your client goes on a date, do they report back to you? Is that kind of a obvious question? Like, do they share with you, oh, this is what happened. This is what went down. Oh, she said this. He said this. I could, like, I couldn't believe it. Is there situations like that that you experience? Mm-hmm. So I work for a matchmaking company. I'm primarily a dating coach. I do not matchmake oh. myself unless okay. I have some clients for coaching that I'm like, you know what? I think you should try this. And I've done that before and it's worked. But generally speaking, I'm more of a coach. I work with the clients that go on dates with the matchmaking company. Oh. They do send a feedback form after their date. They get a feedback form. They send a feedback form. So does their date. If I match people, like say two of my coaching clients, they both report back to me and then I will share that information as it is helpful with mm. the other person. Okay. Okay. Do, so do, 
Steph, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, no, no. You know, I, I've been married almost 11 years, so I'm like, totally, wow. I'm out of it. How but- old are you? Like 20? Thanks. We got we got married. We got married at twenty five. I'm I'm thirty six. I'm gonna be thirty six. Um, but I was wondering if people enjoy dating on the app, or if they are like, I want to meet the person organically, like a blind date. Like, what do people mm. prefer now? I, I feel like a lot of people are like so social media, like app. Like, I just wonder what their preference is. I mean, no one wants to be on the apps except maybe me. Um, when I was on the apps, I enjoyed it. I'm not saying I want to be on them now. I love my husband. Um, but for the most part, everyone's like, I don't want to do online dating. I, what can else can I do? And I'm like, saying you're not going to do online dating is like saying you don't do email. Like you're just cutting out yeah. the majority of what it is now. Um, you can do all, and I recommend you do all because dating is a numbers game. So you should be meeting people in person. You should be letting your friends set you up. You should be on the apps. You should be going to events. You should be doing all the things you would normally do. Not to cut in on a Friday, Saturday night. What? Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I mean, take take a break when you need a break, but like you have to be doing all of it. And the online dating apps, I just think of them as like you're in a bar with a thousand men. Say you're looking for a man. And your guy is standing at the back of the bar and there's no shortcut. There's no like, Mm. how can I game the system? So like I talked to three guys and one of them is my husband. Like, no, if you were in a bar, you would talk to this guy. I wouldn't go anywhere. You talk to that guy. You'd go on two dates. You talk to this guy. You date for three years. Like there's no shortcut. There's just going through each interaction until you get to your person. You have to be out there. You have to be doing it. And yeah, yeah, people are like, oh, the apps are the worst. It's not organic. And I'm like, Dating isn't organic. Like there's a time when you're in college or grad school or the workplace where sure you meet someone and the, it grows, da, da, da. but if that's not happening, you have to put yourself in kind of an inorganic situation mm. that the feelings will eventually be organic, but you have to put yourself in the situation to meet someone. Like that's just what you have to do. I love that because I was thinking if I, you know, if I had never met my husband organically, I, or whatever we met at the workplace, like you said, mm-hmm. um, I think I would like online dating because you are kind of like your approach. Like, say you go, say you, 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 you know, you match and then whatever you meet, at least you both know that you're like looking for someone. I know that some right. people, that's true. You know, I kind of mm-hmm. like, cause like there have been many times when I didn't meet someone on an app and then I was like, do they want to be in a relationship? Like, are they not? Like, you're kind of like, that's kind of the first or second date is like, what do they want? But I feel like the app kind of cuts out all those questions. Yes. Um, A word on that, I will say, the whole idea of are they looking for a relationship, like for the most part, no, men are not. They're looking for the person who makes them want to be in a relationship. So women, and I'm being incredibly gender stereotyping and also like hetero stereotyping everything, but generally speaking, the people I work with. Women will get to a place in their life where they're like, I've been focused on my career. I'm ready for a relationship or like I'm 35 and I want to have a baby and I feel like the clock is ticking and I'm ready for a relationship. Like, here we go. And men, that's not what happens with them. They're just like, I'll be ready when the right person comes along, which is why sometimes women will date a man who says, I'm not ready for a relationship. And then the next week he's in a relationship because he didn't want a relationship with you. So trying to suss Mm. that out is really a waste of time. Like you're saying, if they're on the apps, we can assume they're at least willing to go on a date. They want to go on a date. And probably 
If they go on a date with someone they're excited about, they're going to want a relationship with that person. When you're meeting people, quote, organically, yeah, there's a little more like muddiness of like, I'll have to find out if this person's in a relationship. But other than that, everyone's kind of fair game because if you're the right match, you're going to find a way to be in a relationship. And if you're not, you're not. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think that's a great tip. If a guy likes you or hey, if a woman likes you, whoever it is, mm-hmm. whoever. Um, they're gonna, whoever, whoever they're it gonna is, find a or way. non-binary. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Non-binary, yeah, anyone. Yeah. They're going to find a way they're going to make it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they say, I'm not ready for a relationship. Translation with you. Like, <laughs> yeah. I also think it's really good with a couple of the, I don't know the names of the dating apps. Like my, a couple of my girlfriends, um, I saw their dating, one of their dating profiles when I saw them in J- January, they live in New York city and it was interesting. I had never been on it. Um, I've been married for going on seven years and, um, my, I like that you can say, I want kids. Your, oh, um, you can do that. That's cool. You can say whether you're like liberal or Republican. Um, you can say if you're religious, you can say, um, I'm a smoker. I do drugs, you know? So mm-hmm. I think that's benefit. I mean, cause then that's you scroll, you, you might say, oh, wow, I'm physically attracted to this person, but then, oh gosh, X, Y, and Z don't match up with me. And don't you find that, is that helpful with your clients that are online dating? Somewhat. I think. Yeah. My general, I'm a little bit unorthodox in this way, but like my general recommendation for the technique of online dating is don't look at any of that stuff. Oh, First, okay. just swipe based on instinct, based just looking at their pictures. You're just swipe, swipe, swiping. 80% yes, unless you're like, absolutely not. Once you get a bunch of matches and you start talking to people, then you can look, okay, are they a smoker? Are they looking for kids? Da, 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 da. And then you can narrow it down from there. But to start with, like, again, I think of it as if we're in a bar, you wouldn't walk up to someone and be like, what's your religion? Do you want kids? Are you a smoker? Like a lot of people who met, quote, organically do not line up on paper, but they make it work together. And I'm not saying like, willingly walk into a situation where you're going to be disappointed and there's major incompatibilities. Like if someone's profile says, I don't want kids, believe them. Like that's not a negotiable. Same with religion and probably drug use and smoking. So those things, yes. But everything else in terms of trying to figure out, does this person match up with me? Do we like the same music? Do we have to do the same things? Yeah. Like our friends could be friends. You can't know any of that until you know if you actually connect in real life. So I'm just like, spend less time trying to figure it out ahead of time and get to the in-person meet so the organic part can start. It's true. Like if if you meet someone who's super active and you're not, that's where dating is awesome and like being with someone because then they rub off on you and you may become very active because of your your companion. Yeah, I get that. But I also wonder if people... I don't know why just, you know, say you're like in your early twenties and you just are like, Oh my God, this guy's so hot. Maybe I can change him. I want, do you, any of your clients think I can change? Cause you're not going to really change anyone. Absolutely. I've, I've learned that any quality that my husband had in the beginning, it's gotten worse. Maybe it'll change it. Like, yeah, worse. it's not going to change. No, but like Those that's things... true, Adrian. Cause Adrian right. hates cleaning, for example. Yes. So it never changed. Never and changed. Now they, ha- never now they have a cleaning. No, now they have a cleaning person. So exactly. Yeah. But you could have easily looked at like a profile or your husband could have been like, oh, she hates cleaning. I don't know. I'm really clean. <laughs> and like, you never would have found that. Whereas you find right. together, well, we, we both hate cleaning or like you love it, but I hate it. And we fight about it all the time. What else can we do to solve the problem? So like yeah. 
That's exactly what I'm saying is like trying to figure out those things ahead of time is not worthwhile. Can you change someone? No, you can't change someone's like inner being. You can change a lot of their external qualities like, oh, I don't like how he dresses. Guess what? You can help him with that. Yeah. But for the cleaning, can we work on that? Can we find a solution? Yes. That is not a deal breaker. Like deal breakers are about either those major lifestyle incompatibilities or like someone's heart and soul of like, he's not a good person. You're not going to change that. Yeah. yeah. That makes total. So wait, we have to ask, cause we usually ask in the beginning of the interviews, how did you get into being a dating coach? Great question. Um, I've always been obsessed with other people's love lives. I've always been the person that people come to for love advice, maybe because I was like, always so chasing, chasing boys all around all the time and like confident about it. But, um, I used to be like a performer comedian and I would do all these shows about dating. Then I moved out to Los Angeles. I started a live dating show, live dating comedy show where single people would come and I would coach them on stage in between comedians. And then at the end, people could write down all the people they were interested in from the audience. And then we would match them. Or like send emails and be like, do you want to match up with wow, this person? Wow, that's so cool. It was fun. It was pre-COVID, obviously. And then since I was coaching people on stage, people started asking me to coach them for real. I started out just writing people's dating profiles and helping them with that. And then I got a job for this matchmaking company coaching their clients. And it's gone from there. Now I coach privately. I coach for the company. Um, and I do all that. And that is how it Happen. May I ask wow. if your clients love that you're married? Of course. They always yeah. want to know yeah. the story. Yeah. I mean, I think it's mm. hard. I don't think you have to be to be good at this, but I do think it helps if you can be like, I figured it out for myself and now I'm helping you. I think it's a little bit of a harder sell if you're like, well, I haven't figured it out yet, but let me help you. Like that is a harder sell. So yes, definitely people, people like that aspect. Okay. And then do you currently have any redheaded clients? Is there anything similar about what they all may want if you do have any redheaded clients? Do I have any redheaded clients? I recently worked with a redheaded male who did not want to date a redhead. Oh, wow. Um, Because he said it feels like a sister and he's tried, but he can't do it. (laughs) Um, That is so interesting because like two brunettes can be together. I know. And two blondes. We're rare. It's like we're rare. And we have the similar like skin tone and it's just like, I don't know. He's all, he was also like a big beach volleyball guy. So I feel like he's just like into beachy blondes or or people who can tan. Was he tan for a redhead? He was like that thing where like all your freckles turn into a tan. Oh, Um, yes. You know, like so many freckles, it's actually a tan. That. Yeah. Um, it's actually sun damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyone else? I don't think I have any redheaded clients, right? Oh, actually, yes, I do. Yes, I do. She lives in New York. She's like a darker red. I would call it auburn. Okay. She's definitely a redhead. She's a brown-eyed redhead. Oh, pretty. Are you okay. both brown-eyed redheads? No, I'm green. We're green. No, yeah, You're green. we're green. I can't tell. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm blue. But oh, I feel yeah, like there's also a slight difference between the blue and green versus the brown. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there is. And I feel like there, yeah, yeah, even we were actually just doing like a Q and a for some of our, um, for, for our podcast. And some people ask about laser hair removal and I'm always, this is off topic, but I was like, Oh, right. We can't, but maybe she can, maybe your client in New York can because she's dark. dark. Yeah. 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 No, Mm -hmm. we can't. It's so sad. I wish I could. I know. Um, I know. Same. 
So she's a redhead, yes. Does she ever date redheaded men? I feel like she would. Yeah, okay. I think she would. Yeah, because she's a darker, she's a darker redhead, and I don't think it would bother her. I'm gonna yeah, tell. I'm, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I I never wanted to date a redhead. And you're married to one. Mm-hmm. Like a real, like a like how like, red are we talking? Like, He's, he's, he's like not, not like Ed Sheeran, Prince Harry, red Adrian. I think he's he's even a little darker than Prince Harry. He's like a, like a Auburn red. Yeah. Yeah. And his sisters, he has five sisters and how many are redheads? Three of them. Well, Lydia is, yeah. Actually, Kelly's a natural redhead. Oh, really? She dies a blonde. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, How dare she? I never wanted to date a redhead because I was just I did kind of the same thing. Like, I don't want to look like yeah. them. And then yeah. when I met him, I actually didn't think that he was like that much of a redhead because his hair was like really buzzed. And like, I don't know, just something about him. I didn't think that he like looked like a real yeah, redhead, he is. but he he really is. He really is. Um, yeah. And it doesn't even dawn on me that he has red hair until someone mentions it. But I was joking with Stephanie the other day. Steph, I was like, I can't wait for him to go white. So people like, don't think. People can leave you alone yeah, about yeah. it. <laughs> like, when I, I first moved out to Los Angeles, I dated a very red red. And people always thought we were brother and sister. It was so annoying. I hate that. that. So, I hate that. I know. Yeah, I would hate that As, too. Like, a couple, you kind of like start dressing alike. Do you know what I mean? Like you kind of like. Yeah. You kind of yeah. just yeah. do. You just kinda, your, style, yeah, yeah. your style vibes off each yeah. other and then sometimes yeah. I'm like yeah. oh my god I don't want people to think that we're like dressing alike you know but I yeah. do think about it but just like kind of like a comedic level you know I don't really put that much into it but we are also like I don't even know when we when we did our genealogy like our 23 and me or ancestry whatever it is we were so different on like every okay. single thing so not that I was ever like wondering but I was like thank god like he was yeah. everything opposite than I am so I don't know I just well, that's it makes the crazy thing Red hair exists in every single nationality. I know. Every ethnicity has redheads. So right. we're really very, very different. Yeah. But, in your family, yeah. do you, are you the only redhead? Uh, my dad had red hair growing up. So that's where I get it. And then okay. I think I have like a great aunt who had red hair. But like, yeah, no one, no one else in the immediate vicinity is a redhead. Wow. My brother gets red in his beard. Yeah. He's a brown. But he gets yeah. a red beard when it grows out. That's what I hope happens to my son. He's two, Same. two years old, and mm-hmm. he's brunette, or it's like blondish now, was mm-hmm. born brunette. Mm-hmm. But I think his beard, when he his gets older, I'm curious. Beard. I know. I'm <laughs> curious to see. I'm curious to see in years to come, like, yeah. if it is going to be red, yeah. um, or if he took after me in any way. But yeah, Adrian and I, we, our grandparents, grandmothers were both redheads, and then mm. our dad was a redhead. But, um, yeah, it's really an amazing thing. So what – so I feel like we could talk to you forever about dating actually. And it's so it's I, it's so interesting because Adrian and I haven't dated in years. But yeah, it's just – Yeah, you guys are so out of the loop. We're so yeah, but out. You, so out. That's why like I think I asked my gr- – couple of my girlfriends who are still single, I asked them like so many questions. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes they're like, Steph, why are you asking all these questions? But I'm just like so intrigued by yeah. the the apps. And we just – we have a couple friends. Like we just went to a wedding this past December. They met on a dating app. Um, our other friends have been married like five years. They met on a dating app, so it's definitely. I feel like yeah, it was kind. I mean, it was kind of thing. risque, don't you think so? It was kind of risque in the very beginning. Like, oh my god, they met online. Yeah, and maybe like 
15 years ago. Now but I now think it's, it's like, like nothing. Up. Yeah. Now it's, it's like, it's, that's how you're going to meet people. How's yeah. you going to meet people? Yeah. I think yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah. I think that's really, yeah. really great. But can you, for our last question, um, say a redhead comes to you and it doesn't matter if they're looking for a man, woman, whatever. Um, what is your number one tip? Do you, do you think about things differently? Like, do you relate to them because you're a redhead or like, what is your number one tip or anyone listening about dating? I know it's confidence, but yeah, it's confidence. I mean, I think it's, mm. do you fake it? Do you make it if you don't have it? Fake your confidence? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I think my number one tip is like, well, one, you just have to go on a lot of dates it's not That's always a good like tip. enjoyable, yeah. but you, you just have to be out there. You have to be going. You have to be meeting people. You have to be confident, which means like you have to flirt and like act as if you're enjoying the other person, regardless of how you feel when you first get to the date. You might get to the date and be like, no, not for me. I'm not interested. One, for your own sake to practice because flirting and dating is a skill like anything else. Mm-hmm. And two... Because you will have a better time. And once you start flirting and making the other person feel like you're into it, they'll relax. They'll be more confident. And then you Mm. might actually be into it. People will be like, oh, I don't want to like lead them on. And I'm like, they're a big adult person. You're not asking them to move in. If both (laughs) people decide I'm scared, I'm defensive, I have my wall up, I'm judgmental, whatever, I'm being judged, nothing can grow. And because dating is not a totally organic experience, it's like you're sitting down across from a person to see, am I going to spend my life with this person? You just have to make it fun and you have to be like, I'm going to act like I like this person. I'm into them for two hours and see if anything can grow. Yeah. yeah. And then give it three dates. And if nothing grows oh by God. the third date, you can stop going. But give it time to grow and become organic and give them a fighting chance by being like, I like you. I'm into you. I'm here for this. And you have to be feeling yourself, which flirting helps a lot with that too. Like once you start acting like you're into someone and they start feeling good and reciprocating, your confidence will also grow. Yeah. And people, I think people need to lower their expectations. Like I think. Yeah. Don't be coming with a laundry list. Like leave it at home. Just see if you like the person and want to go on a second date. You are not deciding on the first date if you're going to marry this person or not. I know. I, I, yeah, that happens a lot from. It does. Not personal experience, but right. from people that um, I know that, yeah, it's like they, I think they have a checklist too. Oh, great job. You know, great yeah. family. Yeah. You know, oh, ex, yeah um, that. Has its own, maybe like owns their own place. You know, I think that they just have this checklist in their head. A lot of people maybe. Um, yeah. But it's interesting that you say three dates because I was going to ask you how many do you recommend? Um, yeah, so it seems like three. Three. If you're not repulsed or offended. Mm. Okay. <laughs> go, go, on the, three go, dates. go on three dates. Okay. Yes. Go on this. If by the third date you're like, I simply cannot imagine your mouth on my mouth, then you can stop going. Okay. Oh, okay. Or if they say I, something offensive or if you find out like they don't want kids or they're like fundamentalist Christian and that's not okay with you, like – But three days is enough for both people to kind of relax, start to be themselves, see each other in a different situation, see Mm. if anything can grow. If you decide on the first date, you're really not giving it a chance because quite frankly, you don't want to date a professional dater. You don't want to date someone who blows your socks off on the first date. I guarantee they're blowing everyone's socks off on the first date. You want to date someone who warms up to you and becomes an expert at you, not an expert at dating. Yeah. So with the dating, I just had one question. Are you dating – are you helping – 
with also how someone communicates on the dating app because mm-hmm. I hear from like like for example one of my friends was telling me a while ago that it was really frustrating with one of the apps because she felt like she's just constantly talking to the, the people and then no one's making an effort to actually meet oh, wow. so it's yeah. like weeks and weeks of talking and then she's like where is this going like I'm sick of right. just texting and so do you help clients with do what to clients. say back? Oh, yes, okay. But you should not be talking for more than like a day without getting to an in-person date. You just oh shut down. You're talking for weeks, okay. call it. It's over. Oh, okay. You talk for like five, six exchanges, 24 hours, maybe, maybe two days if you're just like not on your phone a lot. And then you can say, I'm actually not on these apps very much, but here's my number. If you want to get a drink, let me know. Love that. The end. Mm-hmm. We're okay. not pen pals. <laughs> okay. I love this. These tips. Oh my God. I think, yeah. I think you have to do the takeaway. Not that I know because I'm not like in the like the, the loop anymore, but I feel what like- you mean? You, I feel like people find that attractive when you're like, listen, I'm busy. If you want- Yeah, I'm to, busy. I'm not oh, here. Yeah. Like if you want to, if you want to like be in my company, yeah. text me. <laughs> Catch me while you can. Otherwise I won't be here. Love like, that. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with the woman or whoever- asking first and like saying, here's my thing, ask me out. Because when we're on the dating app, it doesn't matter. They haven't met you yet. They can't be obsessed with you yet. For all they know, you're a robot or like a 65-year-old man named Larry. Like they don't know (laughs) who you are. Don't be putting all these expectations on them of like, he should ask me out and he should say this and he didn't ask me enough. He doesn't know you. So get to the in-person date. That's where chemistry can build. I cannot build on these dating apps. Right. Such Love a good it. tip. Wow. I hope all these single listeners can take Help your all friends. this. Yeah. <laughs> t- take all Help this information. We Help could, these I men. Know. The men need to get to it also. Come on. What are we doing? Yeah. I love yeah, it. We so could talk to you forever and ever. So. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so yes, much for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now available eyebrow and lash products for redheads created by us, Adrian and Stephanie. Clean, paraben-free, vegan, made in the USA. Discover eyebrow gels and a precision pencil in universal red for all redheads. Mascaras in auburn and brown with a tint of red and so much more. Shop it all at shop.howtobearedhead.com. All I can say is she was the perfect guest to have on. Talking about this topic, she's a redhead. Obviously, listeners, we got to see her um, through video. But gorgeous red hair and blue eyes, her- like she is freckles. Like yeah. she was such, yeah, she was such a redhead. And I loved her energy. I loved her vibe. Mm-hmm. Me too. And her honesty, her tips. You know, Adrian and I aren't single, but I felt like I was taking in all this advice to share with people that I may know that are single or give them her contact information because I feel like she. She also really does a job. We didn't touch upon this. That is life changing. You know, yeah. she said you are matching or helping dating someone that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. So it is a really big responsibility. Um, that's something that I guess I would have wanted to ask her. Does she feel a sense of responsibility? You know, but I but I guess she just gives really great advice that I'm sure yeah. all of her clients. I can't imagine them not being like I'd love her if I was single. I'd love her as like. A coach because she tells it how it is. And it's just very interesting too how like redhead and redhead, like redheads don't want to date each other, but yet like a brunette and a brunette can date each other and not come across as 
siblings to strangers. But yet a a redhead dating a redhead get called or sometimes think that they're siblings. It's just I so crazy. It's so <laughs> crazy. I wanted to ask Stephanie, maybe we can both say like, what's your number one tip? you know, for someone for dating? dating. Yeah. Because oh I think gosh. I think you and I have different perspectives on it, which is good. Yeah. Like I love dating Brian. We had a good – it was so fun. I know. Um, I know. It should be. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What's a dating tip? Yeah. Like what's a dating tip? Someone who's like just, you From know, going From personal experience? Dates. Yeah. Okay. Let me think about this. Um, I like the part on just having fun and not being so serious. Like I will say when I started dating Brian, I didn't ever think about marriage and kids and like where we were going to end up and the checklist kind of, and never, I think about that in my head. I never thought about that. I just thought, oh, I'm in the city. I'm in my early twenties. Um, how I know you're listening, obviously, um, how I know my husband is, it's my brother-in-law's, one of his best friends growing up. So Adrian and him, I don't know if you guys would consider matching us, but no, no, just, no. Cause that wasn't our intention. No, it just happened organically. Yeah. But I think we really hit it off in the beginning, but I never once thought like, I don't think we had a kid talk until very late into dating maybe. And we were like, Oh, do you eventually want to have kids? Like, yeah, it was never just, I think in the beginning, I think just have fun and see what happens and don't think too far into, okay, like, is this my person? And right. Cause I think that's what Dahlia was saying. Like it should be fun. And yes, it can be a lot. If you're dating, like if you want to find someone, don't rush it and the right person's out there and everything happens for a reason, but just, just have fun. I think, you know, I'm referring to girls, but like, I think women can kind of get in their heads a little bit too much. And like what she said, the biological clock, this, this, this. And for me personally, like I never thought about that with Brian. I knew later on like, oh, I'm in love with him. You know, like I love him. I eventually want to marry him. But in the very early stages, like the first few dates, we were just like going to happy hours and getting drunk together and like, (laughs) you know, like just having a good time going to stupid concerts and depending on where you live, just have fun and don't overthink it because then it could just be that one date that it could be the third or fourth date, like Dahlia said, or even later where like it just clicks and you're like, oh my God, like I get butterflies with this person. I miss this person when I'm not with them. I get excited when they text me or call me. And that's when you, that's when you know. How about you, Adrian? I actually want to piggyback off of that a little bit. I think some people might be listening to what you just said and be like, well, what do I how do I do that? How do I just have a good time when I am 34, I am 35, my biological clock is ticking. How do I do that? And I think a really great tip that I would give other people that I actually had in my early 20s is to have a plan B for if you don't meet someone. And the reason I say that is because that energy will give off your confidence that, listen, with or without you, I'm doing this. So- I'll just give you an example. I don't know what it's about. Um, let's just, just say, I don't know. I, um, I'm trying to think about something that's really important because I, we've been talking about like people who want to have kids. I, I don't know. Let's just say 
let's just say I was a person who really wanted to have kids, which I don't, but let's just say I wanted to, (laughs) let's just say I was like, oh my God, I really want to have kids and my biological clock is ticking. What do I do? I think what you need to do is just sit down and say, okay, if I really want to be a parent, you have options. You can do IVF, you can do, um, you can adopt. You can, uh, yeah, you can do You can have a surrogate. Yeah. You you have a lot of options if you want to be a mom. Foster, yeah. Yep, yeah. you can foster. You can do a lot of different things. You can be a dog parent. You can have a cat. You can. There's a lot of other mm-hmm. ways that you can get that joy and that fulfillment. And I'm telling you that in more cases than not, when you have that vibe of like, listen, I'm doing this with or without someone, you're going to meet your person. Because that's just from my experience how the world works. Like things vibe when you've when you have control of your life. And I think a lot of people go on these dates and they just like give up control of their life, like hoping that this man or woman is going to come in and rescue them. And yeah. they're, they're going to go off into the sunset happily ever after. And, you know, so that's just my number one tip is just, to, I think that's how you get the confidence is having that plan B, like no matter what, like if you want to own a house, don't wait for it to meet mm. someone, go buy your own house. Yeah. If don't true. wait to go buy a car, go buy your own car. You know, um, you want to, I don't know if you want to go well, get I a love, di- like, do you have to, you have to go do you and then the person will, that will come. It's true. And I loved her tip too, about, um, talking like w- one or two days and then just say, here's my, here's my number. If you want to go grab a drink someday, cause yeah. you're putting it ball in their court, but you're still living your life. You're not waiting by your phone you know, waiting for that person to initiate where you guys are meeting for your first date. It's kind of just... Yeah. And no one no one wants someone who's needy need, and desperate. Yeah. you need to find someone and everyone needs to find a partner that's going to be giving 50-50, you know? Yeah. And I know that w- there are points in your life, in your marriages or your relationships where you're going to give more at some times than others. But overall, you need to be a good partner. And I think a lot of things that people do is they, be, they, they start with that checklist like we were just talking about. And I think if I only gave you like the things that Josh was going through when I met him, you know, mm. I, I mean, it's too much for a podcast, but like he had like identity theft and there was like all this stuff going on. And I think a lot of people would have met him and been like, oh my God, I'm going to run away. And I saw something in him that I was like, oh, I know that we're young. We're going to figure it out. And we did. And we have done very well. And I think if I had the perception of like, he needs all of his boxes checked immediately, like people have to realize that like when you meet someone, like you grow together and you do things Mm -hmm. together and you merge together and there's never going to be a perfect situation. Like you might meet him. He might be unemployed. But if you see something in him, yeah, yeah, he might so get true. a beautiful job and you helped him facilitate that. And now he's living this great life and he's fulfilled. And, you know, there's just so many things like I see people and they're like, oh, he's a creative. He doesn't have like a full time job. Like, who knows? He could be like famous for being a painter or like something yeah. that really doesn't make yeah. a lot of money. And I just think that a lot of people go into these relationships not putting themselves first, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that if any redhead listening um, that's my number one tip is that you need to do you and no, I love that. You have, I was going to say you have to do you like if yeah. you, and I think that's important with like an example where like, I remember there was a girl growing up, um, or I knew her in the city when I lived in New York city and she always canceled plans because she had dates and it's always like, no, you can still go out with your girlfriends and then yeah. meet up with the guy after, or just say like tonight I can't do that. You know, you can yeah. still, you still like 
the point where being busy is also attractive. It is. Yeah. So always be busy. And do you and don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember this. This is like a decade ago, but JLo, Jennifer Lopez did a video um, we know who J Lo is. Yeah. <laughs> she did. She did a, a movie where she really wanted to have a baby, and she ended up oh. getting in vitro, and she got pregnant. And then she ended up meeting this guy. Okay, this is all Hollywood, but I'm just mm-hmm. tr- anyway. So they ended up raising these kids that she ended up having with in vitro, or whatever. But I'm just saying that that's like how the vibe works. Like people find it extremely attractive when you are in the driver's seat, whether it's mm-hmm. your personality or not. You know what I mean? And every relationship is different. And it wows me all the time how like some people have different dynamics, but it works for them. And yeah, every you relationship's know, so different, and every everyone. partner is so different. Like Brian and I couldn't I mean we're so different, you know. Like, but yeah. he, and then you learn from your person. Like Adrian and I were just saying this recently. Like, he's very he's calmed me in a lot of ways. I was very I feel like high strung, and he's just someone like. I don't even think he's ever been frazzled before. And I'm over there. Yeah, I get frazzled if there's like five people, like if there's one cashier, you know, at the grocery store on a Sunday when people do grocery shopping. And he's like, Steph, just wait in line. And I'm like, oh my God, like where's the manager? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think like just know too, like your person, it's really awesome when you meet someone who is different than you because then you start realizing, you may not know it in the beginning of dating, but towards you know, maybe as you build your relationship, like, wow, that person's really making me a better person in so many different ways that I never thought. Yeah. Um, just because everyone is so different. So it is a beautiful thing when you when you do meet your person. Yeah, yeah. And I love Dahlia's. I loved all of her advice. I mean, I loved it really. And we'll definitely leave in the podcast notes, guys. Yeah. Um, reach out to information her. Information to, oh my God, reach out to her because she's like a badass. Yeah, she, she is, is a badass. Yeah. And I feel like because she's a redhead, she's really going to understand you and she's super outgoing. I find her to be like extremely easy to talk to. And I don't feel that so way with a lot easy. of people. I think with um her job too that's why she's so good at it is you need a personality where it is someone um who is easily talked to almost like I mean I'm sure she has to kind of somewhat be like a therapist at points that's something else maybe we should have asked her where you're doing these dating coaches and then you may have to get deep into someone and start pulling stuff out like why are you you know, why are you not sharing and why are you putting up a wall? Well, maybe I'm pulling up a wall because X, Y, and Z happened in my life. So I'm sure there's so many, we may need to have her on another episode to talk about stuff like that because with her job, she is, does have such a good personality for it. So definitely reach out to her. We'll include her social links um, as well as her website in the podcast notes and on social, of course. So you can connect with her. Um, it seems too like it doesn't matter about location, guys, if you're listening, where she's in LA and she mentioned she had a client in New York. So nowadays yeah. with everything being virtual, it's really great that you could probably just never even meet her in person if you do decide to hire her, um, you know, which is awesome. You can just Zoom with her and she'll, she'll get you set up to find your person. It's time for question and answers. Daily, we get an array of questions from social media comments, email, and direct messages. We thought it would be fun to bring these to the How to Be a Redhead podcast. We'll answer four or five questions per podcast. So want to send in your questions, email h2bar, that's the number two, so h2barpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or TikTok 
with the handle how to be a redhead. So let's get into it. So question number one, this is from Karen on Instagram, and many people have been asking us this throughout the years. The question is, curious if anyone has had success with laser hair removal. Thank you. So we've had a lot of inquiries about this exact question, and we did an article about it years and years ago, and then we did an updated one last year where we spoke to a dermatologist. We've spoken to a lot of dermatologists in the past about this exact topic, and the dermatologist we spoke to in Raleigh, North Carolina said, quote, it's true what they say about redheads and lasers, lasers and light sources work best on light-skinned, dark-haired individuals because the light from these lasers is absorbed by the dark pigment in the hair. Most redheads have lighter hair, mm-hmm. and it can be more difficult because there is less pigment to absorb the laser light, thus making it harder to zap away the hair, end quote. So I think that kind of... You yeah, know, like if, you, if you're a redhead difficult. with darker skin, with darker hair... And probably, you know, more olive skin. There are redheads like that. I think that you'll be able to get laser. But the laser just can't pick up on super light hair. It doesn't matter if you're even a blonde with blonde hair. Um, It's not going to pick up the pigment to get rid of it, which is really unfortunate. Steph, I know you, maybe you don't want to talk about this, but you do not like your facial hair. Like, I think if you could have just lasered your whole face, you would have, right? No, I I definitely would laser my face. Not so much my armpits or down there. I think Brazilian waxes are great for that, especially if you find a place that you trust. And then arms, I mean, I can do it in like five, 10 seconds in the shower. Do you do your arms? Sorry, my armpits. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, some people do do their arms. I, I never have. No, I like the blonde on my hair. Yeah, me too. I mean, I like the blonde hair on my arms, but yeah. armpits take like 10 seconds yeah, in the shower. Same, same. The legs are a pain. The legs are a pain. I haven't shaved my legs in like two <laughs> weeks right now. What? what? <laughs> no, maybe not, not I feel two like weeks. You're, maybe, queen, you're queen of shaving and everything. You're just tired. Maybe, Maybe a week. I have gone a little bit longer, but there's nothing like when you wait a little bit and then, and then you, you do it. Yeah, that's a really good feeling. Yeah, yeah. But I would, I would probably get face. Definitely, yeah, definitely my face, and then I would do legs. I think it would just depend on how many times, because I know we've had a few friends in the past that have gotten laser. Yeah. But again, they're they're brunette with dark hair. So it makes sense. I know that there's a lot of at-home laser uh, devices that you can purchase. And I've done research on it over the years, and I haven't found any that say they can work on I know. light hair redheads. I think as technology gets better, they will... Mm. I think I think someday they're going to because I mean they're missing out on a really large market of just people with light hair who want to get lasered. Yeah. I, I can't imagine how their the technology will It's so true. Um but this doctor um Steph, I know we have multiple articles. So um we'll we're definitely going to post this in our podcast notes mm-hmm. so you can take a note, but she gave 12 tips for redheads and I'm just going to go through them really quick because I think there's they, we've already touched upon them just now, but just in case we didn't, the tips are some doctors when you call and you are like, hey, or the you know the 
the when you call the phone number and you're looking for a laser, some will immediately say no to redheads and some will say come in for a consultation. So heads up, some people will do either or. Um, because red hair has less pigment, it's probably not going to be picked up by the laser like we just said. So heads up on that. Um, if you are a redhead with darker hair, the laser hair removal should work. Um, keep in mind that redheads should be prepared to do at least eight consecutive sessions if you do qualify for the laser hair removal, since it takes extra time to shock off the naturally lighter pigmented hair color. So this might be for redheads who have just like slightly darker, maybe it's Mm. not brown, it's not blonde, but it's somewhere in the middle. Um, And you're like, you get the okay, it's going to take eight or more consecutive sessions. Um, The procedures may be offered in informal settings, such as shopping malls, spas and walking clinics, but it's important for you to not do that and to go to an experienced healthcare provider. And I think that's true for any services. I know even Stephanie Mm -hmm. and I, we always seek the best. I mean, it's your, it's your body, it's your face, you should do the best. Um, number five in general, five or more treatments are required for this. So some are saying five, some are saying eight, um, lighter colored hair is less responsive. Um, sometimes they do use topical medications to increase the effectiveness. So I wanted to say that because redheads are very sensitive. So Mm. I'm assuming those topical medications are going to cause some sensitivity issues. Um, the percentage of hair removed per session varies by location on the body. With thinner skinned areas, armpits and bikini area generally responding better than thick skinned areas such as the back and chin. So keep in mind, it could take a long time and then different areas are going to respond differently. And then about 10 to 15 percent and hair growth can be expected with each treatment. So it's going to be gradual. And then treatments have to be repeated every four to eight weeks. So if you're going every four to eight weeks and it's going to take eight to 12 times, you're looking at like a year, a year and a half of time spent going to the clinic and getting this done. Yeah. Mm, The hair regrows following treatment tends to be lighter and finer in texture, which I think that's a benefit if you are going to do it. And patients are instructed to avoid sun exposure and use a broad spectrum sunscreen. So maybe if you do get started on this, um, do it in the fall, going into winter, maybe spring. That way, like your last procedures are done in summer. So I think, you know, we will, again, tag this article, but um, we get so many questions about laser hair removal. So we wanted to make this a priority um, to talk to you guys about. So this question's all about confidence. Julie on Instagram wrote in to us saying, how do you find confidence when you are the only redhead around for your whole life? Which is really good question. I think that it can be challenging for a redhead if they're the only one and maybe in their family, group of friends, maybe both, school, and you kind of feel like you're different. And, uh, I, right, Adrian, it can be challenged, especially depending on your, your, your stage in life. I think it's harder personally when you're younger and maybe a teenager or even younger than that, you know, elementary school, middle school, when you want to blend in, but then you realize as you get older, for me, it was college where I thought, oh my gosh, why do you want to blend in? You like, everyone wants to stand out. So I think the confidence, 
it's a tough question, Adrian, isn't it? Like when you say, how do you find the confidence? Yeah, I think the word find is really important. I think, you know, Stephanie and I were lucky because we had each other growing up and literally everyone else around us wasn't a redhead. So it was nice to have each other. But I think when you're trying to find it, I think of really, you know, there's a lot of bad things about social media. But I have to say that if you're trying to find confidence, I would follow us at How to Be a Redhead. I would follow other you know, just redhead appreciative accounts who are just like basically just sharing redheads every day. I think it'll be really important for you to find what you're looking for, which is really, you know, feeling inclusive through social media and feeling like you're not alone. And I think, you know, there's a lot of different things. Like, I don't know, I I find solace in a lot of things that I am alone on, you know, not with my red hair, but just other things in life. And when I see other people on social media kind of going through the same thing, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like they're doing the same thing. It kind of makes you feel like you're not alone. Um, it could be anything from like, I have a basset hound, right? I don't know anyone else who has one. So if I see someone on social media who has a basset mm. hound, I'm like, cool. Like, I think that that's a cool thing about social media. And if you're trying to find the positive, positive aspects of social media, it probably is that you can find people who are like you. And I think sometimes when that happens, you're like, wow, the world is so big. And I am included in it because there's so many people. And I think that you, Julie, would be really surprised by how many people are just like you. I don't know if you are from a small town or if you are from a big city. I don't know your circumstances. It seems like because you're the only redhead, you probably have a lot of brunettes and blondes in your family. But I bet that there are people who have done TikToks or Instagrams just like this, and you can connect with them. And I think that that will give you a, a lot of confidence. And then as you go through life, stuff like we do, you'll meet other redheads and you'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, in person, you'll be able to say, you know, and even, you know, the way that you wrote this comment on Instagram, you know, you reached out to us and um, now we're talking about it. So you should feel included just for that. And I think that there are just a lot of ways that you can feel like you are included, you know, just because of technology and social media. Yeah, that's actually a really good perspective on how social can be actually a positive thing. I know, I know. know. Right? In this situation. Like scrolling can actually help you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's so true. And I think little by little, you might come across maybe people come up to you sharing how awesome your red hair is. Yeah. Asking maybe like what dye box is it? And then that exudes your your confidence, right? Because you're just – you're – you're experiencing people wanting your red hair, which I think builds up your confidence even more. And we've talked about this. It's separate. I mean, it kind of ties in with red hair, but we've talked about this on an old episode with Adrian, like embracing if you do have fair skin, yeah. not assuming you, you do, Julie, but if you do, that's something that you have to embrace along the way. But just really knowing that your hair is beautiful and awesome and so many people kill or like spend a lot of money in the hair salon to get your red hair. Any hairstylist will probably tell you that. So just keep working on it on a day-to-day basis. It's not something that can just happen overnight. I think confidence is just built on. Yeah, Yeah, it does. It builds and builds. And then you'll notice maybe – I don't know. Gosh, for me, it was like, let's say I was 17, 18. And then looking back at me at like 12, 13, I was just, you look back at yourself and you think, wow, 
or you look at a picture and you're just like, who is that person? But it's through growth and through experiences that you'll get the confidence. Yeah. And maybe if social media isn't your thing and I don't know, you're just, you listen to podcasts or you love books or you love TV. I think a lot of us, like when we were growing up, you know, Lindsay Lohan was like kind of like the first redhead mm-hmm. that like, I remember like, re- and even Julianne Moore, um, even though she was a little older than us, but then there was Jessica Chastain when we, you know, got into our early 20s. So there are just so many people that you can look up to if you're not on social media, if your social media is not your thing, but there's so many people that you can look up to. Mm. Um, And I know that there's like, we've done so many articles, Stephanie, where there's like people in movies, people in books. I mean, there's so many of us now that thank God, you know, I think like, when our grandparents were growing up, even our parents, there was no one for redheads because there wasn't social media. There wasn't any representation. And now we have a lot. Yeah. And even if they're not redheads, I think there's a lot of positive music out there on the radio nowadays. Yeah. And I think that's really important and really helpful because I think that's really just something that is a beautiful thing. And it's a new thing that artists are now going towards. Yeah, that's so true. Well, that ends our questions. And um, we will be back next week. Want to help us spread the news about the How to Be Redhead brand in this podcast? Give us a five-star review and tell your friends, redheads, and everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on our website, howtobearedhead.com, on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes to find links with Dahlia's website and social handles. Rock like a redhead! redhead.